Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I thank you for tuning in. I think you'll really enjoy this episode today. We're trying to take care of people who may be realizing it might be the end of the road for their pets and are trying to figure out what to do. I know this is a real difficult time, but it's always nice to be able to plan ahead if you've got an aged pet or a pet who's sick and you're thinking, should I bury the pet in my own backyard? Should I go to a pet memorial cemetery? Should I have my pet cremated? All things to consider, something nobody ever wants to talk about. But my first guest today, Lisa Brambilla, is the creator of something called BioUrn. It's a very, very cool memorial that is actually earth-friendly and will help you remember your pet in a very special way. And after our halftime break, Bob Rose, the president of the board and founder of Animal Help Now, This is a very cool phone app. We'll be stopping by to talk about, well, I'm not even going to give it away. It's it's just too amazing. So stay tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we will be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and my guest for this segment is Lisa Brambilla, the creator of BioEarn. Hi there, Lisa. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm doing really well. You know, I had such a nice time chatting with you at Pet Expo a while back, and you came up and, and dropped off some, some documents about a company that you started called, uh, let's see, was it My Eternal Family Tree? Was that right? That is right. It's My Eternal Family Tree, and we are the creators of a biodegradable urn that is called BioEarn. I just love it, and I know it's a, a difficult topic, and, and I'm not supposed to be smiling and laughing, and I'm supposed to be very serious when I talk about this, but the thing that is so cool about this, and it's so just ingenious, is family tree when you're talking about dogs, and <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. help it. I, I'm smiling, and I know I shouldn't be, but... The, the, the fact of the matter is, if you have a pet that you love that's made you smile your whole life and you come across a product like this, your BioEarn, which essentially you can put your pet's uh, cremains into it. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And then you and also have a tree that goes with it and you plant it. Right. We actually on our website have over 35 different trees and wow. flowering shrubs that folks can choose from, and the first step is basically putting in their zip code so that they can uh, be recommended to a list of trees that will thrive in their particular area, oh, making this fantastic. an awesome gift for somebody who might have a loss 
across the United States on the other side where you might not know what tree would work for them. Oh, that is great. So you can get a beautiful flowering tree, and when you plant it in your backyard or your front yard, or maybe even a park if you have permission, every time you go past and it's blooming and looking gorgeous, you'll get a smile and and your heart will go pitter-patter and you'll remember all the wonderful times that you've had with your pet. And and you were saying it, it helps people, especially children, understand the circle of life. It does. You know, I found my own experience was one that, that actually opened my eyes to a different uh, win-win proposal with this product that I didn't even think of when I was developing it. And uh, it's a short story, so I'll make it brief, but it really is poignant. Our son was born uh, when we already had a five-year-old pet who was our child prior to having uh, our son. Mm -hmm. And uh, that dog grew up uh, as a member of our family and really was side-by-side with him as he grew. So our dog, Maka, helped him learn how to walk. And and, uh, when they went to the park, they'd always go together. And when we lost her, he was uh, seven years old, and her urn sat on the mantle. And every time he'd walk by her urn, even though we have four pets in our household now uh, and a very big uh, family filled with four-legged furry kids, he would always kind of look a little melancholy and look at me and say, Mom, I miss Maka. And then when we developed the bio urn, we filmed uh, the how-to video that's on our website using her cremated remains. Mm-hmm. And now every time he does yard work and he's in the backyard by her tree, he looks at me and smiles and goes, Mom, look at how well Maka's tree is doing and thriving. Aww. And all of a sudden it, it turned that really sad kind of I miss my dog uh, feeling to one that he just is 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 watching the circle of life. And, and I saw that as, as something that would really help a family, especially one with small children, uh, you know, a pet loss is a very traumatic experience, and bringing mm-hmm. a new pet into the household might actually scare a child when they've already experienced that loss, thinking, you know, I know how this is going to end. Mm-hmm. But if they see the first pet uh, as as a growing tree and a thriving tree, then when the new pet enters their household, you know, they'd be bringing that new pet over to the, the tree, the memorial tree for their uh, their previous pet, saying, look at, look at the maca or look at our past pet. And, and uh, you know, maybe even sitting under the tree with their new pet. That is awesome. You know, losing a pet is generally the first experience that most children have with losing someone that they love. And mm-hmm. all too often people try and tell a kid, it's, it's just a dog, it's just a cat, it's just a guinea pig. And they, they discount the child's feelings and it makes it so that child doesn't learn how to deal with their own grief because their own grief is trivialized. And it just gets bottled away and turned into really negative feelings that are never addressed. And I always tell people who have children who have gone through pet loss to to let their child grieve and to validate those emotions, let them know that it's okay to feel sad and to feel the loss. Have a little ceremony in the backyard or wherever where you say a few things to remember your pet. And and this is just such a great way to do that, to to plant the tree out in your backyard and, and, 
and to just have that special memorial there for your child to to deal with, with his feelings. I agree. And, and you know, uh, we also offer dwarf trees. So if someone is living in a condominium, or let's say that they want to grow that tree a little closer to them, inside or on their patio, oh. uh, or they're a renter and they don't want to leave the tree behind, mm-hmm. the bio-urn is small enough that it actually can be planted in a decorative planter and, and uh, taken with you when, when uh, you move uh, to a new location or, again, if, if you're uh, living in a high-rise, it doesn't limit you from using a bio-urn. You can grow a dwarf tree uh, right there on your lanai. Oh, that is great. And what inspired you? I mean, how long did it take you to from the development stage to where you were actually making this available? It took me probably about, uh, I think the, the development of the actual vessel that, that holds the cremated remains is what took me the longest amount of time because I, I looked at what was available out there and there were actually no products uh, that would hold the entirety of the cremains. And as a pet lover, I have an entire mantle that is filled with not only my family members, being Italian, I have a very large family, but also my pets, who are also my family. And, and I, I learned that one of our family members um, was in hospice, and, and, and uh, his wishes were to uh, have his cremated remains split into uh, a multitude of, of these wooden boxes that he had painted, and, uh, and each of us in the family were to get one. Well, there's three of us in our family, and when I learned that we were getting three boxes of cremated remains, I looked at my mantle and I thought, uh-oh, I either need a bigger mantle or I need to come up with a solution to this problem because you know, the longer that we live and the more family members that, that go on and, and pets, uh, pets who, who cross the Rainbow Bridge, that mantle is getting filled with urns. And, and I, don't want, I didn't want to be the crazy urn lady. So <laughs> I thought, let's, let's think of something that's thoughtful and memorable and, and respectful and pays tribute to that human-animal bond. Mm-hmm. And, and so I looked at so many different things, and all of a sudden the Navajo basket really spoke to me, and I, I got what they call in Hawaii chicken skin. I got the, the goosebumps all over my arms, and I thought, when that happens, I know I found it. And so I started experimenting with all different kinds of ways of making this basket, and I developed the, the bio-worn is actually cotton cording that is hand-sewn, and uh, the basket, each one is individually made in stone right here in California, and it holds the entirety of the cremated remains. And the BioWorn kit comes with everything a person will need except for the, uh, the yard in which to plant it in or the, the uh, decorative container and the shovel to dig the hole. Everything else comes in your BioWorn kit, and we include a uh, cotton cremains bag that is also biodegradable so the veterinarian can put all the cremated remains directly into the bag so the pet parent never even has to look at it if they don't want to see it, or if they prefer, they can pour the cremated remains directly into the bioern. And then we also include soil with nutrients. And then we encase the tree once they pick it. Uh, they've chosen the tree that they'd like to grow as their memorial tree for their pet. We actually encase it in a material that's full of nutrients and, and very finely sifted clay, and we call it a seed bead. And that actually keeps the tree seed dormant until it's planted and gotten wet. Oh, so once okay. the remains enter the, the bioern and then the soil and then the seed bead on top, it's covered with soil uh, in the garden and watered and you just keep it in the sun and usually between six to eight weeks later, your memorial tree will start to sprout. Oh, that is awesome. And Can I ask you how much these cost? Well, they're priced according to the size and the size uh, is based on the weight 
uh, at the time of loss. So our extra smalls are for our pets that are, are quite small, like our guinea pigs or our, our little uh, miniature pets. Uh, and they are $159, and that's including shipping. That's okay. for the entire bioware kit. Okay. And the very largest of pets, which would be a Great Dane or a Mastiff or a Connie Corso, would be uh, $239. Okay. And, and, again, you can pick the type of tree that works best for your environment. Absolutely. And you know many people at the Pet Expo expressed to me a concern of what if the tree dies? And oh. we actually have a very nice warranty with our product that, if the tree does not thrive for whatever reason, uh, whether it be natural or, or whatever, you just contact us and we'll send you a replacement seed bead. And if yet again we try and, and we don't have success, we might change to another tree. But we will keep working with our customers until they have their tree growing. Fabulous. So and do you even have... our most brown thumbs <laughs> will have a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to just make sure that you go with the seed and and you know tell everybody how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The, the kit comes with full instructions, and we also have a step-by-step video on our website, and I'm always available. So if somebody oh, wants nice. to ask me a question about how to plant it, they can always call our toll-free number, and, yeah. and I'll, uh, I'll walk them right through it. What is the toll-free number? Our toll-free number is 877-370-1166. Excellent. And your website? www.myeternalfamilytree.com. Wonderful. And we're also we're also on Twitter at BioEarn, and we're on Facebook at My Eternal Family Tree. Thank you, Lisa. This has been wonderful speaking with you this morning. Thanks, Marie. I really liked meeting you too, and and I hope all of your listeners uh, will visit our website and our Facebook page and, and share it with their friends. I'm sure they will. Now, we need to take a very quick break, but when we return, we have a very cool guest coming right up, so stay right where you are, and we'll get started after an important message on Jazz 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is Bob Rose, the president and founder of Animal Help Now. Hi, Bob. Hey, Marie. How are you? I'm doing well. I thought I lost you there for a second. No, no. I'm just waiting for you. I don't want to. I don't want to step on your uh, your wonderful oh, intro. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, what is Animal Help Now? Well, Animal Help Now is a free uh, public service. It's a we're a Colorado nonprofit, and we have a an application. It's a web app as well as. Uh, iPhone and Android apps to help uh, animals that are in need, wild and domestic animals. Uh, and we find the closest, most appropriate help for an animal that's in need. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So if I'm driving along, let's say I'm on a mountain road and I come across, let's say, a raccoon who's been hit by a car, obviously I shouldn't do anything to try to help it, but I still want to help it somehow. So what would I do if I had this application installed on my iPhone? Well, that's exactly that's exactly one of our uh, one of the things that we help with is um, so that's a that's a wildlife situation, and you would bring up your iPhone or your Android, and what it does what what's really novel about this app is that it knows where you are. 
So it knows of all, you, all the GPS coordinates, and it knows what time of day it is. And it would ask you a few simple questions. It would ask you something like, are you looking for a veterinarian, or do you have a wildlife situation? And you just tap a button that says wildlife, and it would ask you if you're able to safely transport the animal. So if you had a, you know, if you have a box in your car and it's a small animal and you could safely transport it, you would say yes. And then it would give you a list of the most appropriate helpers that are nearby, sorted by distance, and that are currently open. And that's the thing that's really unique about our app is that we're not just a we're not just a web search. We're not just searching for, you know, veterinarians on the web, which doesn't really doesn't really filter by the most appropriate information. We fil- we figure out what is closest to you and what's currently available so that okay. you can find the closest one and then we pop up a page. You can pick one that's close and we'll pop up a page that has a phone number, it has an address, it has some information, so you could make a call and ask them, hey, can I, I have this raccoon on the side of the road, you know, what should I do? And a lot of times, you know, they can, they can tell you to bring it in, and then we'll provide a map, um, all integrated into the, into the phone. Uh, but, you know, a lot of situations, it's, it's in, certainly if, a, if an animal is hit by a car, that's something that you, you know, you probably are best intervening on. But, you know, a lot of situations, you actually don't want to intervene, and people can actually do more harm than good by picking up an animal and, and uh, you know, trying to take it somewhere when they really don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example. We actually found, this has just happened last fall, um, my daughters were out running around the neighborhood, and they come back and say, Daddy, Daddy, there's a baby uh, squirrel in the, in the road. And I said, oh, my goodness. So I ran over there. It was a couple blocks away, and there really was a little baby squirrel sitting right in the, you know, on the sidewalk under a tree. And, um, and I picked up my app. I, you know, I had the app on my phone, and uh, you know, I, I hit a couple buttons, and it, it brought me to a phone call for a rehabilitation place nearby, and I called them up, and I said, hey, what should I do? And she said, don't do anything. She said, do not bring it in because usually the mother, rec- the mother um, squirrel is right nearby. They're mm-hmm. usually watching from the tree, and as soon as all the kids are gone and everyone's gone, they, you know, the mother um, squirrel will usually just bring her back into the nest. And she okay. said, if you have a little box or something to keep her in to keep the cats away, you know, that would be fine. You know, gently put her in a box, put her by the tree, and then, and then just leave her alone. And, and sure enough, you know, we all left. We came back an hour, and the, um, the squirrel was gone. So that's, you know, an example of, of finding help and doing the right thing and not doing, you know, the wrong thing with the best intentions. Well, does the, the app also link you up to your local animal control or fish and game warden so that... Well, absolutely. Because the, I wouldn't can, necessarily yeah. recommend for anybody to pick up an injured raccoon because if, if it's just slightly injured and... And you try and pick it up. I mean, you're going to be bitten and scratched big time. That's a good. That's a really good point. Yes, yes. The, the helpers. So in, in my case, the um, for the squirrel, it was a local wildlife rehabilitation um, service that that probably would have said the same thing about a raccoon. Uh-huh. Maybe don't touch it, or or someone might have been able to come out and help. But but yes, we have uh, we have rehabilitation people. We have local animal control. We have, um, and you know, another thing: if we, if we, if there's nobody, if you're in some really remote part of the country or area, we may, we may just give you the, um, the sheriff. You know, or I mean, not a 911 because they usually don't like to be called right. when it's not human mm-hmm. life threatening. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of the sheriff and animal control and um, services like that, so that, so that yes, they can help you help you do the right thing without injuring yourself, without, you know, hurting the person and, you know, certainly trying to get the best outcome uh, for the animal. Oh, that is awesome. And you could probably also use this to to report abuse and, and maybe even does it support 
attaching photographs. Let's say you see a dog that's chained on a two-foot leash or something. It certainly does, and and that's exactly true what you said about um, we we do have a a a um, a path in our application, a um, a way to report uh, animal abuse or neglect is one of the things that you can you can press a button for, mm-hmm. and it, it can you can you, we also distinguish between immediate threat. So if it's an immediate threat to an animal, you actually can call nine one one in some of those situations because if an animal is being beaten or is in immediate danger, they they will respond to that usually. Okay. And then there's also numbers for ongoing neglect, um, as you said, if you know if an animal is not being taken care of properly, and for those kind of things, we have uh, things like animal control. We might have some uh, um, sheriff numbers. Um, we even have, so in, in Boulder, we're out here in uh, Boulder, Colorado, we have um, a Crime Stoppers phone number where you can anonymously, uh, you can anonymously report abuse to animals, and, and that's in our system. Oh, so absolutely, yeah. things like that are, are really important to get people, so people can help the animals uh, find the right solution for, for what's going on. Okay. Well, this is an application, and it's not a hotline, so you're not really talking to anyone, are you? You're just sending information, and and it's a smart application that sends it all to the right place. Am I understanding correctly? That's exactly right, and and that's kind of intentional because, um, you know, this is available 24-7, and it's available right now the – the the full functionality where we also have a lot of veterinary and other kinds of information is Colorado and Texas, although we're expanding that nationally. Um, but the the wildlife only functionality is going to be rolled out very soon. Um, hopefully, we're we're working on it very hard right now. Uh, for the next month or so, at the end of June timeframe, early summer, we're going to roll out the wildlife functionality. Uh, to the rest of the country, including Southern California, uh, and we do have yay, and and we do, and you mentioned you asked about uh, taking pictures. We actually, we absolutely do have that functionality, so you can take a picture of a um, of the animal and send that along to uh, to one of the helpers because we have all the all the email addresses in there, and it's very streamlined. So you take the picture, and then you can just you can essentially attach the picture to, and then click a button. And send an email to to one of the helpers, and then you can call follow it up with a phone call and say, "Hey, I just sent a picture of that raccoon. What should I do?" And hopefully they can hopefully they can help you. Uh, so yes, we're so the reason we're not a hotline is because that's really it, it's almost impossible to do that on a national basis and and staff that you know twenty four seven. And this is this has the information all the time. And the other the other really important feature is that. This is available on your phone even when you don't have a network connection, which a hotline wouldn't work for. So we, we don't have full functionality, certainly, because if you're not on a network connection or a mobile phone connection, we, we can't get to the website of the place. But we do have the phone numbers and all the helper information. So if you're off in the mountains somewhere away from a data connection, we can still get you to the phone number of the closest helper, and at least you, at least you, you can call them if you have a phone connection but maybe not a data connection. Oh, that is really cool. And and I want to tell you something that you may or may not have considered already. Back when I worked for Orange County Animal Control, it would have been so cool if people had this app because I used to get the strangest calls all the time where people would report something and it would turn out to be nothing close to what they reported. For example, one day I got a report of, somebody who was looking out their window and they said there was a black panther sitting on the roof of their neighbor. 
Oh, my gosh. And I said, are you absolutely sure it's a Black Panther? Yes, I'm looking <laughs> right at it. You know? uh-huh, and uh-huh. I went over there, and it was a 25-pound, a you know, black Dog. domestic cat, you know. <laughs> or, oh, okay. I thought he was going to say it was like a lab, like a big no, black lab. No, it was a big black cat. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but it was not a Black Panther. So I'm just thinking, if this person had access to an app like this and it was connected mm-hmm. with animal control, we would have instantly known whether or not they were hallucinating. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, and you could ask him, hey, exactly. You say, well, let's take a picture and click on the button, and uh, I'll wait right here. You know, as soon as I get the picture, I'll look at it. And then you could have, you know, waited, and, oh, yep, that's a cat. But yeah. Thanks for calling. <laughs> so it's going to save a lot of agencies uh, money and time, too. That could be a well, very you know, good thing. And that's a, that's, that's a great point. And we really, you know, we, you know, we built this for, you know, we built this for the animals, but, you know, it's really for people and it's for you know it, it can really help the the agencies and um, and veterinarians and um, uh, the rehabilitators the people that work with animals all the time. There's definitely a need for you know for for better screening you mm-hmm. know because I think a lot of people do call you know they call the wrong place they might call a rehabilitator when they really need to call a vet or vice versa like they call a vet and say oh you know I have this raccoon. That, that is injured, or I have this injured bat, you know, and the, and the vet's going to say, we're a vet, we take care of cats and dogs, we don't take care of raccoons or, or bats. Right. And then they have to, you know, and then the, the vet has to give you a, uh, you know, if they're a nice vet, they'll hopefully have a referral to a, a rehabilitator. But but that's, the, that's exactly the point of our app, is that we get you to the appropriate place with just a few clicks of the button on the application on the iPhone app or the Android app or the website. You go to the animalhealthnow.org, and that's the website. And from there, you can get to you can get to all the functionality as well as actually that's a great way to get the to get to the um, the, the mobile apps also right on animalhelpnow.org. At the bottom, we have links to the uh, the Android and the iPhone uh, applications. So that's a, a great way to get there. And and exactly what you said is true. We're trying to get people to the right place at the right time to help the animals, but also to to help the people. You know, it's mm-hmm. a great thing for people that really want to help the animals but just don't know what to do, and especially when they're panicking or stressed out because something is going on, that, you know, if you have this app on your phone ready to go, and uh, it can definitely help you as well as helping the animals. I see. Well, this has been fabulous information, Bob, and I thank you so much. One more time, let's give out your website before we say goodbye. Uh, it's Animal Help Now, and the website is animalhelpnow.org. You can also do AH Now, it's an abbreviation, so ahnow.org, animalhelpnow.org. Or if you're already in the Android or iPhone web store, uh, their stores online, you can actually just type out Animal Help Now with no spaces, and you can download the, uh, the applications right there or go to the website. Wonderful. Well, we have to take a very quick break now, but don't go away. We'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. One of my absolute favorite pet events is coming up. It's at the Irvine Animal Care Center. It's the first weekend, the first Saturday in June. So mark your calendars now. 
all day long at the Irvine Animal Care Center. There's going to be a huge pet adoption event. Every shelter and rescue from all over Orange County and Southern California is going to be bringing lots and lots and lots of available animals for adoption. So head on down to the Irvine Animal Care Center that first Saturday in June, and we will see you there. Don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org and send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Murray Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.